Here it is, folks, the moment you've all been waiting for, the Oscar recap from the Awards Blend co-hosts. Greeting and welcome to Awards Blend number 11, the one where we're all kind of exhausted because we've covered the actual Academy Awards ceremony. Then we worked full days where we talked about the ceremony. And then we got on a podcast late at night to talk about the ceremony some more. Uh, my name is Sean O'Connell. I'm the managing director here at Cinema Blend. And as always, I am joined by my great friends and podcast co-hosts, starting with Jake Hamilton, the entertainment reporter for Fox 32 in Chicago. Good evening, sir. How are you, my friend? I am well. I'm tired. I'm ready to put uh, the final nail in this coffin. But we There's also a certain need... element of like when the Oscars happen, that you're just like, oh, I'm over it. Well, and we'll get into that, too, because I, I think it's really funny that you said some people came up to you and you're like, what well, didn't the Oscars already happen? And you were like, yeah, no, yeah. no, I know it's March. Not, but uh, um, while we were lounging around our apartments, Kevin McCarthy was flying across the country yeah, uh, to was. head to Los Angeles because he wasn't tired enough. Talking <laughs> about the Oscars. Kevin McCarthy uh, is the uh, entertainment reporter for Fox 5 in Washington, D.C. and the co-host of uh, Awards Blend. Kevin, how are you, sir? No, good to see you guys. Great to be on. Uh, I got a lot to say about the uh, the show last night, so I'm excited to kind of break it down with you guys and uh, see where we're, where our heads are at. I know via our text chain, Jake and I, I think we're more on the same wavelength about the uh, show itself and uh, versus where you were. So I'm, I'm interested. I'm interested in have that conversation. So well, let's get right to it. Um, we are going to talk about the 90th Academy Awards, hosted by Jimmy Kimmel. We will get to some of the winners, um, and right off the bat, I want to get an overall grade for the show. Kevin, what is your grade for the show? Uh, what's our scale? Uh, a-, a through F. C minus. That's okay. exactly what I was going to say. I was going to say yeah. C minus. Yeah, it's right. not. I I didn't. Yeah, well, I'm, like, we can get into more details, but yeah, where, where are you at on this, Sean? I, I, I'm I'm at a B plus. I like the show a lot wow. more than you two did. Yes, wow. I really did. Um, and uh, I, I think that it had all of the things that um I normally dis- dislike about the show. It's super long. Um, they waste time on on categories that I know are important, but that I'm not all that interested in. There, there's there's an hour of stuff in the middle that you could get rid of. I, I'd say that every single year. Um, but in general, I thought the montages to the history of cinema were fantastic. Uh, yeah, the 90th montage was probably that one was of great. the best they've ever produced. Yeah. But I also yeah. really liked the ones that they did before each category. I thought that those yeah. were really good. I liked those. Well, it was nice I, seeing the old, uh, the old winners. I thought it was a little heavy on video I thought it was filling a lot of time and I thought it was first of all you guys know me I am a big technical guy I am all for the sound design stuff and all that kind of stuff but I fully understand that people don't want to sit through an hour of that um, on the other side of that I understand giving those people their moments they're they're not actors they're not on camera they're not celebrated uh the way actors are in regards to kind of like getting their moment to shine so i totally get that part of it um but if i'm a producer of that show i'm also thinking about what are the general audiences want to hear what are the what 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 are the what's what's best for ratings and i think that the that whole category of time between supporting actor and then supporting uh, actress, wherever, uh, whatever is filled in there with sound design, sound editing, sound mixing, uh, production design, art direction, those to me need to be things that you hear about when you go to break. So, you know, we're getting ready to go to break. Sound design was just given to Dunkirk, uh, and we'll be right back with more coming up soon. And I think that 
Maybe the so academy. You cut out all the below the line stuff because I was thinking to cut out sh- the shorts, so that cuts out two. Uh-huh. I was thinking as horrible as this is, but I only say this because every year it only ticks off people because they leave people out. You cut out in memoriam. Yeah, it always brings the show down, and it all it does is is tick people off. I agree. Um, I now I below the myself- line. I, I I'm not saying to get rid of like screenplay, like screenplay, cinematography. Um, uh, adapted screenplay, original screenplay, director, see, all okay, that screenplay. St- I would screenplay. I would consider one of the major ones, but like cinematography, I would consider a a technical below the line. So, I so don't know. When you start, I feel- so when you then you start picking and choosing. No, I think mm. this year it was a big deal because of Deacons, but on on a on a normal year, cinematography is treated about as importantly as sound mixing or sound editing. But cinematography is is the visual of the movie. It's like it, 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 it's and I understand sound is the sound, but it's like I don't know that that whole section of sound design, sound mixing. It's it's just not conducive to a a a show that people are going to want to stick with. You know what I mean? It's just not. I, don't, I, mean, I agree with you. I don't know. I agree. They it just it's, it's it, I will say it's it does start getting tricky when you start right. trying to decide okay, well what Which do, ones you do you cut, cut out to yeah. make it faster? Well, let me ask yeah. you this. When did you guys start losing interest in the telecast last night? Specifically 20 last minutes night. In. Were you guys really After okay. Rockwell won or no, wait, take it back. Kimmel's monologue? Yep. Wow, that agree. soon? Yeah, the monologue I, wasn't I, good. The beginning no, of the show was bad. That black and white political? thing he did was really bad. I did like that. I will say I, I didn't that. like that. I like the, the, the Emma Stone big like, well, she do it again. No. I didn't like that. <laughs> like, I, I thought that was great. You have the I thought, too, Jake. That's I really thought the good. show Thank was you. just... <laughs> I just I, I didn't I couldn't so wait, get into too it. Too political was the monologue too political? Did no, it, he they just went, he didn't blend it well because I I don't like when people say well Kimmel's monologue like he had to be careful because he had to try to blend comedy and politics. Right. I don't disagree. I don't agree with that because I thought Seth Meyers did it brilliantly with the Golden yeah. Globes. To me, Seth Meyers is the is the MVP of awards season host. Right. I thought he was the first one uh, out of the barrel. That had to somehow tackle both comedy and what was going on in Hollywood and around the country, and the, the he did it in in such an amazing way and kept the bit going. I I felt like I was watching not just an episode of Kimmel's show, yeah, but a bad episode of Kimmel's show. That's a great point. It felt like the opening monologue of his show, which is not a bad thing. It's just bad in that setting. Like like, and it wasn't even a great opening monologue, as Jake just said. Totally felt the same way. So underwhelmed. I can't remember a single joke he made. Um, yeah. I, it, the jet ski bit was, was terrible. Was lame. I thought that was so dumb. And I, and I, and I, and I, I like the idea of, of keeping a continuous thread throughout the show. And there are funny ways to do that. But a jet ski was like, it just didn't feel right. It didn't make sense to me. It cheapened um, I also, the show. I completely agree with you. Also, I mean, I just... At 8.40, I looked over at Lauren and I said, there is still three hours left in this show. <laughs> yeah, and, it's a death and, sentence. It really and is. And I am, I am admittedly one of the biggest movie fans on the planet. The Oscars are my Super Bowl. So same thing for both of you guys. Uh, the fact that I felt that way at that point in the show, I, I was very underwhelmed. And, I, and like, I okay. miss I miss the Billy Crystal openings, the Hugh Jackman openings. I miss, I miss the... I like the over the top. I miss Ellen. Ellen was my favorite in recent years. Ellen was so good. I agree. Um, yeah. But it doesn't. There's there's a lot of things that need to be fixed um, with the show. Obviously, um, 
And I think it starts with, and this is a problem that they're going to face every single year, this crop of films, I just don't think the general audience was excited about it. So we got to, no, let's, no. the, the, let's talk about the ratings really fast. Uh, Jake and I were looking at these before the podcast started, but, but this was a all-time low, complete, yeah. like, bottom of the barrel, 26.5 million total no. viewers. This is down I mean, We've been from, saying that over the course of this entire podcast. That it's it was also be, I mean, been... I feel like we've been talking about this. It's also been too long. And Jake just made a good, like, the point you guys made earlier about the Oscars already happening. Like, I honestly was like, why are we waiting till March 4th? Why is there a month in between? This is all dying down. Like, people are just kind of right. moving on with their lives. Um, and I'm, well, like, moving into And this year so far... Yeah, we're we're so far into Black Panther and its run, and yeah. it's like it was very exciting to see the cast members from Black Panther, and I think most of the social memes uh, from the red carpet last night were Black Panther cast members doing the Wakanda yeah. forever. It's because yeah. we've all we've all mentally moved into 2018. We're ready for the 100%. next. Okay, so so was this a perfect storm of the telecast being too late in the game and us being tired of of these films, the films not being. Uh, that great. And, and I want to throw one other point out at you guys. The Oscars used to be the only time that you saw these celebrities. Like it was a really, it was a highlight to see Nicholson and Denzel and Meryl Streep. And you would tune in because you'd be like, look, this is everybody. And nowadays, because of the, all of the outlets that have to be served, we see these people constantly. Like yeah. to see Lupita Nyong'o uh, come out to how many people did come on the Nanjiani talk to over the course of promoting the big sick? These guys were yeah. everywhere. There was nothing, there's nothing really special about like some of the presenters. I thought it was great to see Jane Fonda and, and even Helen Mirren and people like that. It was like, oh, this is really, this is exciting. Even Marie Saint, the Eva Marie Saint uh, appearance was unbelievable. Yeah, that was that really, was really cool. That was but, cool. But most of the presenters are people that we see on a weekly basis now at this yeah. point. Do you think that hurts? Yeah, I think, and not just that, not just talking about like, you know, obviously they all do a lot of press and so there's a lot of different outlets, no matter what outlet you're watching, chances are you're going to see an interview for the big sick. But with now more streaming outlets, so many more actors and talent are, are, are a lot more in the forefront than it used to be like, oh my God, like what, you know, like, like you said, Nicholson's in the front row. We haven't seen Nicholson in a few years. Look, he looks fantastic. Oh, that's so cool to see him. But now it's like. You know, Jane Fonda has a show on Netflix. Like, I could see her in a new show right now if I want. It used to be like, oh, Jane Fonda hasn't been in a movie in 15 years. No, she, right. she has a streaming television series if we, if we really want to see her. there are, and, and there are also so many different award shows. Like, okay, like, yeah, like maybe we haven't – maybe someone hasn't made a movie in 20 years and maybe they don't have a Netflix series. But they were just walking the red carpet two weeks ago for the SAG. And before that, they were walking the red carpet two weeks ago for Golden Globes. Like – you know, I, I get there that a... the general audience doesn't watch all of those. We do. That's fair. That's fair. But I but I think a lot of them used to reserve the Oscars as being like, that's the one I'm going to pay attention yeah. to. Well, and people don't over, anymore. Yeah. Oversaturation is definitely a big part of it. I think politics is probably the biggest uh, reason for the ratings, personally. I think, I think it's that and then the, the, the movies themselves. And what I mean by that is, you know, this year there were two films that had – I guess, quote-unquote, blockbuster status, which were Get Out and Dunkirk. Get Out was the most profitable film of 2017. If I'm Maybe I'm wrong on that, but it was cost $4.5 to make, and it made over $250 million worldwide. I, can't, I don't know if that stat's right, but 
Um, and then Dunkirk made like 500 million or something, whatever the worldwide total was for that. So those, those were films that represented the audiences, I thought. Um, the other seven, uh, I will say Shape of Water actually was the highest grossing Best Picture winner in five years. It made, it's made 130 million Which is million astounding worldwide. to me. Yeah, which is actually pretty, you know, pretty good. It's made, it's made some, it only cost 19 million to make. So that, that did well. Um, I, I'll tell you, I'll tell you right now, this is, comes down to a simple conversation I had on Saturday, uh, morning. I was I was uh, with Lauren and I was w- uh, with a friend of ours and w- Lauren and I were talking about how excited we were for the Academy Awards and I looked over at my friend and I'm like you're excited aren't you she's like I'm not watching this year I'm like why she goes called all the politics and I'm like whoa I'm like I'm like I'm like first of all like I've never even like thought about like not being excited for this show uh, growing up politics i feel like politics were weren't as heavy-handed as they were back then um and specifically with kimmel he has a very his show is you know he's very very vocal about his um about his feelings on president trump so that audience is not watching and that's a lot of people so um that's that it comes down to that now i mean i've seen so many comments on my twitter feed uh when i post about the show and all they ever say is, I'm not watching. I don't want to hear. Uh, and, and, and again, I want to make it clear that this, these are that I'm not saying I'm politically aligned with anybody. I'm just I'm just talking about the idea that Kimmel has struck this chord uh, with the country, uh, with the with the part of the country that, you know, that's supporting President Trump. And they're not watching the Oscars because they don't want to hear him talk about that. So that but you know that, what I found interesting is that people keep saying that oh I'm not I'm not watching because the politics I'm not watching because because uh, you know of of of, of the, the liberal slant against uh, you know the, right. the, the president one way or the other. I would argue that this is one of the least political years for the award season. Yes, the 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 the, the Me Too and Time's Up social movement. Right. But those aren't the politics. But that's not those politics. Are that's that's a, not that politics. is a that is a right. social movement. That is a a, a, right. a a the world is changing kind of thing. I'd right. actually argue that there weren't a lot of Trump jabs in any there of the weren't. monologues over the course of this award season. So ironically, the year in which I heard the most, I'm not watching yeah. because of politics. Because I agree with you, Kevin. That's all I saw on social media was I'm not yep. watching because of politics. This was the least political year ever. I think people but, confuse a social and, movement for for yeah. a political movement. That's funny what Jake said because that 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 is the truth. Like last night's show was actually less political than I think anybody expected it to be, but because of Kimmel's show every night and what he does with um, whatever he does on his show politically, it's turned off that half of the country. So what what's happening is last year's Oscars were the second lowest rated Oscars since 1974 when Nielsen started tracking these things. Um, Going into this year, why would anybody who doesn't like what he's saying tune in to watch him host an Oscar show? So it's – I mean Jennifer Lawrence came out recently and actually made a a point where she said that celebrities – and I I could be – I don't want to misquote her, but it was – I read it online. But so if I'm I'm paraphrasing, I apologize. Something along the lines of celebrities need to keep – this separate from politics because we're going to be they're, they're hurting the business is what is what she was saying I'm not, I'm not saying i agree or disagree with her but she was saying it's hurting the business because we're turning well, off essentially half the audience but there's also this this we're not the only example this industry i mean i can point to people who have bailed on the nfl because for mm. political reasons yeah. for protests oh, yeah. with the national anthem there are people i know who have just stopped watching football altogether yep um nfl, so NFL ratings are down Oh, right. it's happening but everywhere. I, I, I always find, though, yeah. a certain irony when someone 
expresses an opinion on social media saying that someone should not express their opinion. So, like, essentially, like, I'm I'm going to give my opinion, and you should listen to me, but I'm going to give an opinion saying that someone else shouldn't give their opinion, and you shouldn't listen to them. Like, in order for you to express your displeasure, you have to do exactly what you're criticizing them for doing. So, anytime someone tells me, oh, like, like, celebrities should not talk about politics, and I always think, like, well, then... Like, so should none of us talk about politics then? Like, yes, they have a bigger stage and their their microphone goes a little bit further than the rest of ours. But, like, everyone has a right to have an opinion – and yeah. it's their moment. If they if they want to, they get they earn that thirty seconds on the stage. And if I they agree. Wanna, you know, if they want to take their pants off and run around doing the chicken dance, yeah. that's their right to do it. it when you have that platform, I agree. I agree that uh, you you have the right to say what you want to say. But my, when you watch when an Oscar telecast is happening, uh, and this is politics aside, I want to watch a show that celebrates the movies and the I films and the production. And you know, Me Too and, and Times Up, I, I don't I don't blend that in with politics. I'm perfectly fine with that being a part of the show because that has to be changed and, that, and that's a very important uh, time. And I think that it and I thought last night they could, they they did it in a very very nice way. It, it was controlled and it, it felt to me it felt like a very it was very well done last night with the Me Too and the Times Up element of the show. Um, I think the, poli- the politics of it. I mean, you bring up a great point, Sean. NFL ratings are down too. I mean, it, it's 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 gotten to a point now where people are not watching things because of any type of political change that that the host or the environment may have against uh, their uh, their beliefs. So it's 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 actually scary, kind of that the that um, what's happening in regards to how people are just tuning out. It's it's kind well, of weird. Get, let's get to the film. Uh, to the films themselves and the films specifically that won. I want to talk about The Shape of Water because I am, I'm truthfully ecstatic that this film won. Ecstatic? You're ecstatic? I am. Jake, I loved this movie. I know you didn't. I didn't. It doesn't bother me that it, that it won, but I, I, I feel like I met a lot of people that liked the movie, but I feel like right. I didn't meet a ton of people that I would say were ecstatic that it won. Well, I, for, for this reason... Um, well, a, a, I really do think it's a beautiful uh, love story. I think it's a it's a extremely well made film. Um, I think Del Toro is one of those filmmakers that we should continue to celebrate um, because he makes the type of films that he wants to make and does not compromise. Um, he has a very original voice to the point where a lot of times he goes a little bit too far off the rails for me, and I tend to lose a little bit of interest in what he's doing because he gets a little bit too strange. But what I want to ask you guys specifically from this point of view is. Does Shape of Water winning last night change what the definition of an Oscar movie is? Because I think in years past, the easy default win last night would have been Darkest Hour or Dunkirk. And everybody was holding out hopes that Get Out would win um, because it was a genre movie and a horror movie. But Shape of Water, if you go back and pop it in and just start watching it now, knowing that it's the best picture winner, it is a strange freaking movie. And, I don't think I, I don't I don't think Dunkirk uh, is a is a typical Oscar film. I, mean, I, I think well, the subject matter point, might be, but the yeah, but the, I mean the movie like a, a historical white, sure. you know, movie is is that usually appeals to the older Academy members who's like, I remember World War II. I'm going to yeah. vote for that movie because that's the one that that appeals to me. So to me, the, the the second I was watching Shape of Water and saw that one, they live above a movie theater, 
And yeah. two, yeah. there's the scene where he's standing, the, 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 the creature is standing in the middle of the movie theater in awe of what he's seeing on screen. Right. And there's the sequence. It's obviously a, a tip of the hat, if not a shot-for-shot remake of an old Fred Astaire, Ginger Rogers uh, dance, black-and-white dance sequence. Such a beautiful yes, scene. It's, it's, it is a beautiful scene. I'm not knocking the scene, but at the end of the day... Hollywood loves movie, and we, this is such a cliche at this point. But they love movies where they taught where movies essentially say aren't movies great. And yes, this one was a bit different on the spectrum of what constitutes what normally fits into best picture, but it was still in the ballpark. I mean, normally the movies that win best picture, they're maybe playing first, second, or third base, and maybe this one is out in left field. But it's still playing the game, and it's still in the same ballpark. It's still a movie about how great movies are. And at the end of the day, that's why, to me, it's still just another Oscar movie. That's why I want to get out to win. That's a component of the film, but until you brought up those points, when I think of Shape of Water, those aren't the things I think about. I think of Richard Jenkins and his, you know, quiet love affair with the guy who's serving them those key lime pies or i think of the the love affair between sally hawkins and the creature um you're right there's definitely those film aspects of it but um i wonder how much of an influence like i'm not putting this on the level of the artist where just because it was about hollywood you know that they just the academy members slavishly voted for it i think that the that they had to really push hard for it I, th- I think Natalie Imbruglia wrote a song about my feelings of this whole thing, which is I'm torn. Like, I'm, like, genuinely torn. Here's why. I've been waiting the entire award season to use that line. I've been waiting, waiting to use that. Um, well played. Uh, well played. But what I was trying to say was it's funny to me because Shape of Water is – it's both of what we're talking about here. It is the typical Oscar film, but then it's not. Uh, and everything Jake just said is exactly why I think it is the typical Oscar film. And then everything mm-hmm. Sean just said about like the creature element of it, it is a very strange movie. But in but there are a lot of tropes that, of things that the Academy does like to award. Um, so for me, it's almost like okay, I, I, I don't think it's the best movie of 2017. Um, I, I'm I'm happy that it won over three billboards. I'm happy that it won over Darkest Hour. I'm happy that it won over other films as well and um i just don't i say do the post yeah, it's better than the post um but uh, <laughs> get, him, <Sean>. <laughs> uh <laughs> get him grandpa i lost that fight a long time ago i lost it i um, people didn't warm up to that movie as much as the, sean and i were the only movie. two people waving the flag on the post island like the dude in les mis we were just like waving our our okay. Spielberg flag okay give me just give me a minute on the post because i cannot comprehend how that movie didn't Tick every box for the Academy. It's not it's because not this wasn't a political great. year. I think it's also it, not no, great. I think though. it's good. Uh, people well, how many not great. great movies get celebrated though? Yeah. There's a yeah. ton of not great movies that get celebrated. There was this something can't... missing in the post. There was something there. It felt. It just felt like it was trying to be the Oscar film this year. I don't. I and I, I and I hate saying that. And I love Spielberg. And I and I actually really enjoyed the post. I gave it a good review. I just don't think it was on a level of greatness. I I, I don't think that it uh, it didn't do anything for me. Um, like like that I've like that I've kept with me. Like it was. It was I also it was think good, it's because it was, it was attempting to tap into a moment that wasn't happening at the time. Like it, right. when, when we we when we heard this movie were being was being made, we're like, oh my god, how timely and topical about the press fighting with 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 the right. president. But yeah. when the movie came out. 
we were in the midst of not that, but I mean, going back to like, we're not, it wasn't a political moment at the time. It was the me right. too and the time's up movement. So when the movie came out, it didn't feel quite like it had its finger on the pulse. Like if it had come out maybe six months before, or if right. the, maybe if the me too movement hadn't happened yet, we would still be talking a little bit more politics and the press battling. I just don't think that it, it, it was reflecting what really was going, or at least what was at the forefront of our, of our social conscious at the moment. Okay, when we started this podcast, we played a game where we looked back at um, best picture winners for the past 10 years and we voted people out, right? Yep, yep. Ten, 10 years from now, when we look back at this year, is Shape of Water a movie you're going to want to vote out? Yep. Probably. Well, and, and and here's the thing. Yeah. I I think The Shape of Water is a great movie. It was, it was on my top five of 2017. It was beautifully executed beautifully top shot five you would vote out a top five movie for you no 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 no, no. Top... that out then no but you're saying uh, the there, winner there's also not a movie that i care that much about that was nominated and i'm like oh like that should have there, there's not like a social network for me where i'm like this is a movie we're gonna be talking about in 20 years no oh, i think get nominated. out do i i think get okay, out maybe get okay get out okay okay yeah okay all right okay that's that, okay, okay let me ask it that way then are you guys angry that it lost to get out Yes. Yes. Interesting. Interesting. Get Out's a better movie. Because also I never- like what, one, I like what Get Out says about our, our the, the moment we're in right now. And right. also, I like what Get Out would have said about the Academy. It would have said that we're moving in a really, a much more interesting direction right. um, in terms of what they're willing to take a chance on. Um, I completely agree. As opposed I completely to agree. what them giving it to Shape of Water, which to me like, fits in with it. But okay, but okay. So let's talk about that just briefly because I think incrementally they're making some big change. They are making big changes, but it's like trying to you know take a cruise ship and and make a hard left turn, right? Like it's just it's very hard to do. But um, Jordan's screenplay win is a huge step um, for you know for a picture that I don't think would have even been in the Oscar conversation uh, two years ago, three years ago. Um, the presentations last night, the pairings of the presentations last night, I thought were fantastic. And the, the, what I wanted to say a little bit earlier, though, I don't want to, you know, really dwell into the, the politics of the message. But people who didn't tune into the Oscar telecast last night missed out on amazing messages of, you know, Del Toro saying, like, this is the door and, and yep. it's open now. You know, come in and tell your story. And there was an amazing commercial uh, of all the filmmakers saying, you have the capability now. You know, you have a phone and it shoots video and go shoot your movie. And it ends with Greta Gerwig, who's a Best Director nominee, saying, I need to see your movie. We, you know, we all need to see your movie. Go make it. Like, that's the message. That's the takeaway to this. It's oh. just like technology is at a point now where we're all storytellers. And, and this industry is starting to wake up to the fact that, oh, we have to recognize different types of filmmakers from all different corners of the world and, and celebrate them. It's yeah. not just... Uh, what's made in the American system? And but so that I, was no, I, I, speech I, that I heard last night, like that message, I agree with you. If that had been yeah. in a speech, I would have said, "Well, that's one of the all-time great Oscar speeches." Like that's that's going to be on the on the morning show. Like, but but you know, I should have won I, something. I, I, I think what you should have. I think when all <laughs> of us when, when all of us are watching the show, obviously we're watching because we 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 love movies and, and we care about it. But we're also watching from the perspective of what's going to be cut out to be on our morning segment tomorrow morning on a, on yeah. our news station. Sure. And when the, when the show was over i thought 
what? I mean, okay, the Francis yeah. McDormand moment, I guess. Like, there yeah. really weren't a lot of great, oh, like, holy crap moments. When she made all moments. the women stand up, all the, that the was great. nominees, that was That was beautiful. a great moment. I could have done but, without but, the but, maniacal but, laughter, but, but... But after four hours, I was like, uh... I mean, like, that was a great <laughs> moment. Def- definitely, but... but but at three hours and 47 minutes into the show, I'm like, I don't, I'm just like, I'm like, I'm like, this is like going on way too long. And I, and I love that she did that. And had that happened maybe an hour one or hour two, it would have given the show a little bit of a, a jump start. And it needed, the show was on like life support until, until they got back to those like major awards. And yeah, The Shape of Water, yeah, listen, I think it's a great film. And, but, but looking back on this year, Films that spoke to the time, like Get Out, like like Jake was just saying, that that was the that was this year's movie, and and it never ends up that way with the Academy. It never ends up that way. All right, well, let's celebrate some of the things that they got right last night. Um, what win were you guys happiest about? Deacons. Jake, go ahead. Talk about Roger Deacons, Deacons. winning his uh, cinematography Oscar it's for just, the first you know, time. I know we talked a lot about Oldman's Oscar being a career Oscar and like, yeah, like, but Deacon's Oscar won. Yeah, it was a career. But was it a career Oscar? Because he could have got his career Oscar like on his eighth nomination or his 10th nomination. He truly deserved it. I do think it was the most beautiful film shot in 2017. Blade Runner 2049 was just an absolutely gorgeous, gorgeous, gorgeous film. Um, and, And he's deserved it for a long time. And it was just one of those like, Dude, you're you're past the point where you should have won a career Oscar. Now it's like going to be an injustice if you don't. I mean, we're talking about one of, I mean, probably the the greatest cinematographer since Conrad L. Hall. I mean, we're like we're just a guy that that, or, okay, maybe in your read too. Um, but I mean, a guy that is a genius uh, at at some of his great work, and and hopefully the attention that he got for not winning will drive the average moviegoer to go back and go. I mean, I I was talking to, to uh, my co-anchor on the morning show. And I sort of had to kind of walk her through who this guy was and what he had done. And the average person hasn't seen the assassination of Jesse James. But I go, okay, you know that iconic moment in Shawshank where, where Tim Robbins is in the rain shirtless and holding. I was like, that's one of the most iconic scenes. He shot that and, and didn't win for that. And she goes, oh, of course I know that scene. I'm like, yeah, he shot that. I mean, every great, uh, you know, uh, Coen Brothers movie, he, there's a good mm-hmm. chance he shot that. So it, it made me nice to see. It made me feel good. You know, to to know that, and also he knows the people. I think we're we're really rooting for him, and that's a cool feeling too. Kevin, did you have a favorite win? Yeah, I mean, Deacons was definitely a highlight because I I love his work. Um, and you know, we've discussed on the show a million times just about like digital and stuff like that. But I I, I was very happy to see him win. I think that. Yeah, he's arguably one of the greatest cinematographers of all time. Jesse James and Shawshank, or uh, and everything he's done with the Coen Brothers, as Jake was mentioning, is just brilliant. I mean, he's incredible, and it was just, I, it, it was, it was one of those things where I kind of put my my mindset aside of the idea of the hypocritical uh, element of the them giving a career award, uh, and I was like, yeah, this is uh, this is this this is real. This is beyond. Uh, that as Jake mentioned, um, I think the happiest I was is probably for Jordan Peele because that screenplay, cool, the, the screenplay is just it's it's a perfect screenplay. It's it's like literally a masterclass in writing. Uh, every right. I recently watched the Get Out commentary on the Blu-ray. I'm kind of halfway through it now. Oh, cool! Uh, How and, is that? It is so. Oh my god, it's fascinating. He walks you through every single shot, why he made the decision to do it this way. Um, but it, I, I just can't imagine, like to me, I think the the beauty of 
Get Out is the restraint of the movie. And what I mean by that is the first time you watch it, he's he's not waving in front of you the best parts of the movie. He, he's like he's literally keeping the best parts of the film back and you have to find them. And in this day and age, no one's watching movies more than once. I mean, like we we all do, but like the average person doesn't even have time to go to the movies or they'll watch a movie once or watch it at home. Their kids are screaming that they get up and like leave and not paying attention to what's going on. But uh, to the idea to risk uh, that and actually think to yourself, okay, people are going to have to see this a couple times so they can f- truly see what I put into it. That's amazing. I wouldn't have the uh, have that ability to restrain myself if I had something that brilliant in my mind and I wanted to like get it out there. Uh, no pun intended. I, I would literally, I, I would put everything in the forefront, and which is the dumbest thing to do. And I think that's. I, I mean, I want to be a filmmaker one day. It's like always been my goal. So like, I learned a lot from just just listening to him speak about that and keeping that restraint. Well, it's amazing. And so to that end, like I was going to say Jordan also, and so I'll, I'll keep it short. But what I love about that is that Jordan Peele winning, um, he, he was, he's been talking about, and so, and then all morning people have been sharing clips today about um, like Key and Peele skits. And it's just hysterical that this guy, it'd be like, um, you know, if Jim Carrey in the height of in living color Right. Um, won an Oscar for yeah. the first movie that he ever directed. You know, people just didn't think of Jordan Peele that way. It's but, amazing. So then he he gives interviews today and he talks about how Whoopi Goldberg winning for Ghost um, inspired him in a way, you know, that he was like, oh, I could possibly do that, you know? And so I know that there's a, a generation of, of kids that maybe they didn't watch the Oscars, right? They didn't watch the telecast. But they saw Jordan's speech today on some form of social media and maybe they become the next Ryan Coogler, you know, or the next Ava DuVernay. And they just now believe like, oh my gosh, I could do this. Why can't I do this? And I think that him saying in his speech, like, I, I did, I walked away from this script 20 times because I just figured I can't crack it. You know, like I, no one's going to want to watch this movie. And, and instead he stuck with it and he figured it out and delivered this film and it got the recognition that it did. And that's, that to me is all of the, the winners, not all of them, um, but a majority of the winners are people who, Del Toro um, and, and uh, Jordan, and even Deacons to a certain extent, they just, they just they're, they're persistent. They just stay with it. They stay with it. And, and, and I saw so many people rewarded last night for uh, overnight success and for long-term success. Oldman. Oldman, who we all say should have won 10 times prior to this, you know, to finally see him get his Oscar. We, we now live in a world, thanks to last night's telecast, where Roger Deakins is an Oscar winner, Gary Oldman's an Oscar winner, and Jordan Peele's an Oscar winner. And, and, and Guillermo del Toro is an Oscar Sam Rockwell. Winner. Sam Rockwell is an Oscar winner. But and we also live in a world where... stock in this. We also live Kobe in a world Bryant where Kobe, Kobe Bryant has one Oscar and Christopher Nolan has zero. <laughs> That's that's the, yeah. also another world we live in. So yeah, that's, yeah, that's yeah the reality understand that, right that situation. Is, like, I mean, you have to get that. I mean, Kobe Bryant has won. I mean, this is a John Stewart bit from years ago. But when Three Six Mafia won, and Scorsese didn't have any Oscars at the time, legitimately, <laughs> no, I'll never one forget that. One of the best all time Oscar lines, hands down. Like, and and it was brutally true. That was that was the beauty of it. Because right, I mean, right. listen, the Three Six Mafia song was great. Deserved the award for sure. The fact that they won an Oscar before Martin Scorsese was 
insanity. Like, it was just very, very funny. And, I, and I'm not, I'm not saying that Three Six Mafia song wasn't a good song, but what Scorsese had given to cinema prior to that date of that Oscar, um, it was just funny to me <laughs> that that he had nothing. Uh, and then last night with Kobe Bryant winning, it's like. Nolan has nothing. It's like crazy to me. I don't know. But, you know, no, Nolan joins a long list of famous filmmakers who never won, so it's fine. I, I think he's in good company with Kubrick and Wells and all those guys and okay. Howard Hawks. And... You, you can make one change to next year's telecast. Do you shorten the show? Do you move the show earlier in the, in the calendar year? Or do you do something else to, to help change it drastically? The first two we for sure. Pick one? Yeah, one. What what's the one change? What's the uh, one change? I, I say you shorten it. I think you do it in two but hours. You, two hours, but then you have to two get hours. rid of a lot. Do you know what I enjoyed every um, original song performance last night? I loved them. I loved the big ticket performances. I thought the Coco song was beautiful. I thought the songs were great, but they have oh, to go. No, 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 to go. Yeah. Oh no! 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 Yeah. The beginning of the beginning of Coco was so bad. That why was he was completely oh, that, he was off, so key. Out of key. What was up with that? Was so I, was, I, th- I think there's something wrong with the audio because I thought everyone sounded bad, and those are incredibly talented artists that were up there singing. And if I argue, if the freaking the Oscars can't from get the greatest showman sounded bad, yeah, she did sound bad. And and Rin and I, my fiance and I, we were watching going, we were so excited about her. There's a reason they saved her for last because I think people were excited right. about seeing the greatest showman perform. Uh, I, I. They, I, but everyone sounded bad. So if if the Oscars, if Dolby Theater can't get the audio right, then 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 cut it because like it's she just was like screaming. Every, she was like scream singing. Yeah, and obviously yeah. you all know like I mean Kevin, you saw her perform live in front of you. You know so she did Sean. Yeah, she's an amazing yeah. singer. Like, so, I mean, yeah, like, so yeah, you guys were both there. Like you saw she's amazing. Yep, that's the best thing so that came out of that movie. Like it's not her. <laughs> By the way, did all you, right, have so you guys? They got to shorten the show. Have you guys read the box office success of that film? It's like this, like, oh, it's like this been, juggernaut. I, I report on it every Monday. It's it's one it, of the leggiest films of all time up there with Titanic. Wow. It's amazing how much money that, yeah. like, because when it came out, it was considered to be almost a failure because uh, it didn't open Yeah, oh, well. it was a bomb when it came out. Eight million then, bucks opening, opening yeah. uh, weekend. It's amazing. Well, I'm like, so because happy. I think that they really thought that that was going to be an awards contender. And then when they realized so it wouldn't be an awards contender necessarily, they felt discouraged, but they never put their eggs in the basket of, oh, maybe we'll be a crowd pleaser yeah. and make a ton of money. And the you know what? If that. not for Last Jedi, the spotlight would be on that movie and Jumanji because both of those movies have been crushing yeah. for weeks. Yeah. Yeah. Though, honestly, uh, you know, I do I do a box office, box office report every Monday for, for our morning show. I've been saying the words Greatest Showman and Jumanji more than I've been saying Last Jedi. And maybe it's right. just because people expected Star Wars to do well, but the numbers that, that Jumanji and, and Greatest Showman were pulling in, to me, are far more impressive than, than anything Last Jedi did. Right. Okay, so we have to wrap up this conversation because Kevin's got to run to uh, Pacific Rim 2. Already. Already. <laughs> and so we will review that on an upcoming show. Um, but we have some very huge news. This is our last show as no. awards yes we are we are putting a, a nail in the coffin of awards blend and uh starting next week you will be able to follow us on our new same podcast uh under the name real blend so we're gonna broaden our horizons and talk about all things cinema and it's real like r-e-e-l because we're clever that I love way. that Woo. we're the first and- ones to ever do that 
And we get more downloads than, than the Oscar telecast. We get more downloads than the Oscars had ratings. Yeah, we did. So. <laughs> yeah, significantly awesome. shorter. Not hard to do. Not hard to do at all. So we yeah. will have a, a snazzy new logo, and um, we're going to be on all the same channels. You can find us on the same iTunes page. You can find us on our Spotify page, which we are on. We will, um, we're going to be back on Cinema Blend's Facebook page uh, live next week. We can still have to pick a date. Uh, Kevin, take a look at your calendar. we got to pick a day for next week. But we'll be back talking about probably Tomb Raider and probably uh, Pacific Rim and maybe some Wrinkle in Time uh, conversations because the podcast in general is going to continue. We're going to veer away from awards, but we're going to get into everything cinema and just uh, keep sharing all of our adventures from the, the junket road and the celebrity interviews that we get to do and just all the fun stuff that make the three of us uh, so enjoyable. Yeah, I think the, I'm excited about the movie review aspect of it. I'm, I'm excited about like opening the show now every week and you know, we'll get away from the awards stuff, obviously, and we'll just kind of jump right into the big movies. So, like, you know, uh, Wrinkle in Time, as we mentioned, and things like that, we'll get into all those reviews. I, that That's kind of what I'm excited about. Like, now we get to kind of play with new material uh, and kind of move on from this aspect of it. And like, I guess the beauty of the show is that as it continues throughout the year, uh, we can we can also blend in eh, the um, the actual... We can blend in, like, what we think may be going to be nominated for the following year kind of thing. So it'll all work out. Right. And we'll never stop talking about Dunkirk. Like that'll still be a segment oh. each week. Like what? what Every. We, what we, we didn't. I'm surprised we didn't vote on Dunkirk blend. We did. Oh. Well, it was in the running for a little while. Oh. So okay. So listeners can find us on social media at Jake's Takes, at Kevin McCarthy TV, and at Sean underscore O'Connell. Please head over to our iTunes page. Give us a rating. Uh, give us a review. We would love that. You can head to our Spotify page and subscribe to us there. Um, and again, we will be on Cinema Blends. Facebook page um, sometime live next week. We'll pick a day. We'll let you know on our socials. Kevin has one more thing he wants to say. Can we do Kubrick Maybe? blend? No? Can we do Ku- can we do Kubrick blend this week? Ooh, oh, man, that is a crazy one. Yes, Ooh. here you heard it here now. We are going to yes. do yes. Good call. Stanley Kubrick blend. That's your homework. If everybody yeah. watches okay. uh, the latest, the latest. Revisit Stanley Kubrick's movies. The, the, the latest. And, yeah, the latest. And then um, we'll talk to you guys next week. So thanks so much for tuning cool. in. Yeah. Thank you for our Oscars recap, Bo- boys. Talk to you next week. And uh, thanks, everybody. Talk Adios. Dunkirk. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.